You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Cool. How are you doing? It's always a bit like of a weird changeover from going from playing music to then getting up to preach. Um, just give me a second to switch from my creative side of my brain to my other, I don't know which side is which. Which side is the creative side? The other side? <laughs> the one side and the other side. I don't know. There's, there's a whole thing, right side and left side, but I don't know what, which is which. I want to say uh, thanks to everybody who, um, who tuned in online last week, um, who joined in the prayer meeting on Zoom, who uh, got involved with Silence Breakers on Zoom last week. Thanks also to everyone who, um, I, I love this about church, everyone who reached out, everyone who called somebody, um, everyone who, who just, you know, made sure, connected, made sure that everyone was doing all right. I, I love the church being the church. Um, and, you know, I think it's one of those things that we've, we've relearned again. I, I, I think, to be honest, I think we're usually pretty good as a church about being the church. But over last year especially, and then just to see it again, of everyone saying, I'm not going to wait for, you know, a leader or someone else. I'm just going to do it. If I know that somebody is in need, I'm going to call them. I'm going to connect with them. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, it's amazing that, you know, uh, uh, that even in the midst of not being able to gather like this, that we'll find ways. The kingdom is still advancing. We've heard, we heard that, you know, when my dad was here and preaching, the kingdom is advancing despite all that other stuff that's going on. And it's great to see the church being the church. One of the things that, that we've, I, I think God has reminded us of, taught us again, um, you know, over the last year is that we have to hold firmly to the values of the Bible, but we have to stay flexible in our ways. We have to hold firmly to the values of the Bible. We have to stay flexible in our ways. For, for example, we value prayer. It's a biblical value. We're, we are praying people. But if we can't gather to pray together, then we'll find another way. That's why we, just, we go, okay, we'll go on Zoom and we'll pray together. There's other ways of doing things. Um, you know, the, the reason we value prayer is because Acts 2 says that they devoted themselves to prayer. It's one of the things they devoted themselves to. So uh, again, uh, you know, it's one of those lessons that God's teaching us as a people that we have to stay, stay firmly, uh, firmly hold on to the values of the word, but stay flexible um, in form. Um, And I want to encourage you, even now when we're back in the room, um, to stay flexible in form. You know, so often as people, we are so anti-change. Does anyone feel uncomfortable by change? No, no, nobody put their hand up, but I bet you you're pro- yeah, most of you are sitting in, if not the same seat, a similar position to where you were last week. Why? Because we are anti-change. We don't like the idea of changing because it's uncomfortable. Um, we're so anti-change because we don't like being uncomfortable as a people. But can I let you in on a little God's secret? God wants you to be uncomfortable. You're like, what? Surely not. No, no. He wants you to be uncomfortable because it's when we're uncomfortable, when we're out of our comfort zone, that we actually grow and we mature and we develop. Um, it's, growth takes place in the, in the area of being uncomfortable. You guys are quiet today. Can, can I say, even on the idea of being uncomfortable... For those of us that have started the, the, the silence breaker, so, so if you're going to agree with a mask on, you've got to agree a little bit louder than normal. So, oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah, go, go for it. You, be, be, you can be noisy with your mask on. It's amazing. Thank you guys for having your mask on, you know, on that. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, 
we, none of us like it. It's not comfortable, but we want to do the right thing, and we want to um, set a good example for those around us. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, God wants us to be uncomfortable. And kind of on that, that thought, with the Silence Breakers course that we're doing, I just want to let you in on a little secret. I, I want to dispel a myth before it happens. Um, at some point during this course, you will be uncomfortable. I'm just, I'm just getting you ready. Maybe you already have been. You're like, yep, the first two weeks was extremely uncomfortable. At some point, you will be uncomfortable because it's going to challenge your belief. It's going to challenge your practice and your actions. And that's the whole reason that we're doing it. Because that's the place that we grow in. And so, you know, we, 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 we want it to challenge us. We want it to challenge uh, you know, the way we think about putting stuff into practice, the way we think about um, our life with God, that's good. It's good to be challenged. There you go. Somebody's, somebody's happy about it. Um, I've already had conversations this week with people that were like, this week challenged me. I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure if I, if I agree with that. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got to kind of wrestle through that. And to be honest, it's one of the hard things about church in general is that you come here every week and sort of, Part of what we do every week when we get up to preach or share the word is to make you uncomfortable. It's like you come to be uncomfortable because if you're only comfortable and you're only like, yeah, I just feel so encouraged. I haven't been challenged by anything this morning. Then what's the point of what we're doing? Like we want God to challenge us so that we grow and we deal with the stuff that we need to deal with. Amen? I've had great conversations this week, even out of silence breakers, but so often... Um, our response to a preacher, our, our response to something that we hear in the kingdom is one of three things. It's either, I already believe that, so I agree. Like, yeah, that's a good word. You know, you kind of go, oh man, I, I, I believe that. I, I agree with that. The other one is this, I disagree with that. No, no, I don't like that. So I'm going to ignore it. Have you guys ever done that? Like, nah, don't agree with that. Write it off. I'm not, not going to write that point down. Or the third one is this. That point is too hard, so I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear it. <laughs> That's just too hard. Let's just move on. Um, our response when we're challenged in our way of thinking or we're challenged with something in the word that makes us uncomfortable and we go, actually, I'm not living that or I'm not doing that, should be to go to the Lord. It should bring us back to relationship, to the place of relationship, to go to the Lord and to ask him, why am I uncomfortable? Not just agreeing with what I already agree with, disagreeing with you know, what I think I disagree with, or ignoring it, but actually going, wait a minute, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm not sure about that. Don't like go, go to Google first. Go to the Lord first in relationship with him and say, Jesus, why am I uncomfortable with this? Why is this offending me? Hmm. What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me, Lord? From that place, that's where the uncomfortableness leads to growth. It's a relational thing. It's always relational. Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, that you want to deepen our relationship with you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, that you, Lord, that you love us so much to not leave us in the place of comfort, but to challenge us, to challenge our thinking, to challenge our worldview, to challenge, Lord, our actions so that we actually develop our relationship with you that we know you more, that we become more like you. Lord, even this morning, challenge us, change us, enlarge us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, 
as Elliot and I were, were praying this week and, and talking, we both felt God say, say something. Um, and we, we felt God say this thing of, uh, who are you listening? I asked the question, who are you listening to? What are you, feel, uh, what are you filling yourself with? Um, and it's, it, it, this is something, it's not a new thought or a new question. It's something we've talked about a lot over the last year. Um, but I think God's still on it. God's still highlighting it. Um, and so this morning, rather than just me preaching um, a preach to you, I'm going to actually ask Elodie to come up, and we're going to preach together this morning, a bit, of a, dis- a bit of a discussion. So why don't you welcome her again? She comes up. I don't know if this is going to work with, you right? Oh, hello. Good landing. I just wanted to make sure you're all watching. I don't know if this is going to work here. Let's move this over. That's all right. We'll just do that. Do you need one? I'm going to drop my notes, but that's not unusual. So <laughs> just to make you feel comfortable, it's a link back to... Is your mic on? Am I on? Yes. Yeah, you I'm are. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. 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 Because okay. then I'll just drop yeah, it nah. in between. Yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Cool. It's like my tea. I bring my tea everywhere, and then sometimes at three o'clock, I'm like, oh yeah, I should drink that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Other times by nine, it's all gone. Yeah. Just, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, we're feeling this thing of, uh, you know, what are you feeling yourself with? What are you listening to? Um, uh, do you want to read, read Psalm, yes. Psalm 1 verse 1 to us? Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, mm. but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Wow, good word. Good word. Yeah. That's my favorite. 100%. That's my favorite. But I love that, like, not uh, walking in the counsel of the wicked, but delighting in the law of the Lord mm. and meditating on his word day and night. And when we do that, that becomes the loudest voice that we're listening to. Well, that's, that's what he wants us to... Oh, can I do it? <laughs> that was unwise. Um, yeah. He wants us to be full of him. Him, I mean, that, yeah. the, the point of this, the, 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 the answer to this question of, who are you listening to should always be the, it should always be coming back to the who, to, to Jesus. It should be being full of him. But there's so many voices In today's us. world, I don't know if you're like me, but the first thing I did, I've, I actively changed this, was as soon as I woke up, I'd look at my phone. And there's little mm. red button, little red dots, and oh, what's that, and what's that, and what's that. And from as soon as we wake up, there's different things at us. The radio, the um, people calling us, different messages, things on our social media, telling us what we should think, what we should listen to. And um, yeah, we just have to fight to hear the right things. There's different opinions constantly at us. And in Second Timothy, the Bible warns us about itching ears Ooh. in chapter 4, verse, is that all right that I go Yeah, it's very yeah. good. I like it. I I'm, charge just, you I'm in pre-empting the pre- how yeah. good this verse is. Okay, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, Mm. rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming and this is what we don't want to be, when people will not endure sound teaching but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, church, 
Always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Our itching ears can hear anything they want to hear today. From the moment we wake up until the moment we go to sleep, whatever your thought or your opinion is can be re-established by whatever you can find. Wow. You can find what you want, but where is your truth? Ooh, that was like on. my bang. Like, Good word. Preach. Yeah, I, sorry. I love that Paul charges Timothy in this scripture, to preach the word. What's the charge? To preach the word, be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Fulfill what you're called to. I mean, we, I, I often use this passage when we're ordaining elders at other churches or bringing people into leadership because it's just such an amazing, clear call. Don't be distracted. Stay the course. Keep the main thing the main thing. Preach the word. Um, you know, stay focused on Jesus and fulfill your ministry but don't listen to the other stuff that will try and grab your attention. And some of it's good. Some of it people like are, are preaching stuff that's good, but you get so swayed by that one thing and you stay on that one thing, that becomes your truth, mm. not the whole truth. So in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, it says this, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. What does that mean? It's sort of, you guys might have heard, heard uh, the, the saying, it said more like this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. That actual phrase isn't in the Bible, but it's that <laughs> thought. I mean, it would be nice, like, you know, it's like, yeah, where is that in Proverbs? It's not actually there. Um, but it's that same thought. There's Bad- lots of things about wise choice of friends. <laughs> There's lots Proverbs. of wise friends yeah. and the foolish man and the wise man. But it's that sort of thing of who you surround yourself with or who you listen to mm. will determine the course of your life into the future. Mm. It'll change the destination, it, may, it might not just be this week or next week, but down the track, 10 years down the track, 15 mm-hmm. years down the track. And um, as somebody who's had the privilege of leading and working with people for, for a lot of years, uh, a long time, I won't tell you how long, but a long time, um, I've seen the reality of this, that you know, people who are actually you know, passionate about the things of God, passionate about the kingdom, on fire about, uh, you know, for him, who then have begin to, begin to surround themselves with people who are not. Yeah. And very quickly, that passion has changed. And there's people, I mean, it, it, this is one of the sad things of, of leadership, that I know heaps of people who were, who were pursuing God with everything they had and who now, to be honest, you know, are, are at best just doing nothing. Um, you know, they, they have totally given up any sort of desire to see people saved, to, you know, they're, they're not fellowshipping, they're not going to church, they're not even picking up their Bible to read it. They've let go of the things of God because they've surrounded themselves with people or voices that have taken them away. And there's a great example of this um, in the Old Testament. Yeah, so I had the privilege the other day of hanging out with a very good friend, Liana, and we were talking Ooh. about um, Moses. And so Moses longed to spend time with God, be in his presence, and he'd gone up the mountain and Aaron had stayed at the bottom of the mountain. Now Moses is up the mountain for 40 days and in those 40 days, the people are what he started to listen to and what they wanted. Although he knew what God wanted, like he'd been brought up knowing that, he was listening to the people and what they wanted and then as such made a golden calf for them. Yes, what? Can I give the context? No. So so in Exodus 24... So just so you guys can write down. You he guys wanted go. to do this bit, and I said, no, I'll do it. No, no, it's good, it's good. This is team. This yeah. is the reality of, this is teamwork. This is marriage. Yeah, this is marriage, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? 
Um, so, so write it down. Exodus 24. Um, this, is, this is in the Bible where, where God says to Moses, come up, come up, up this mountain. I want to meet with you. Okay, yeah, you're show you my do pres- this better than I want to show you my presence. No, no, no. It's okay. So she's got the point, but I'm just going to set it up and let her land it. Um, so, you know, I want you to come into my presence. I want to meet with you. That, and this is actually where God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. So it's Exodus 24. It's also, um, it kind of works out then in Exodus 32 uh, in verse 1, 4, sort of through there. So you can, you can read those, those contexts. But here's the thing. So Aaron, I can't say it right. I know, don't laugh that at me. Was, that was actually okay, very good. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and 70 elders are together. So it's not just Moses and Aaron there. When the Lord speaks. There's a group of people when the Lord speaks and says, come up to the mountain, I want you to be in my presence. I'm going to show you my presence. Um, and I'm going to you know, give you the Ten Commandments, show you which way you should go. Moses goes up. Joshua goes up with him, which is kind of cool. He gets to tag along. Aaron and the 70 elders go back to the camp. And this is the problem. This is yeah, the setup. You did it much better than me. We hadn't talked about that bit when we talked about it. We didn't practice this. We're <laughs> winging it. So this is... We, we know where we're going, but the, the way we get there is going to be the fun part this morning. Okay? So, so now Moses is up for 40 days, and he hasn't said how long he's gone for, and who knows, often we don't know timing with God. That's not what he tells us. So 40 days have gone, and they like, well, hang on, this is taking too long. Like, we need something to worship. So they've t- talked Aaron into making them something. He says, yeah, yeah, I'll get you some gold. We'll chuck it in the fire. And then they've made a golden calf. So they've, they've done what he's done, what the people wanted. He listened to their voices mm. and gave them what they wanted. Then Moses comes down and he says, what happened? Oh, we, we just threw the gold in and out came a calf. Like, <laughs> and he denied yeah. because he knew what the truth was, but he still knew what he should have done. But yeah, sorry. He just listened. He so easily was swayed by listening to the wrong voices. And my point was that I didn't get to, was it only took 40 days. It's just over a month. It doesn't take long. Ooh. How often Ooh. is it that we spend a month or more where we haven't gone and read the Bible? Like, I mean, time with the Lord. gracious yeah. me. And yeah, sorry. And we're hearing voices <laughs> consistently, like Aaron, I'm sure, was. They were probably at yeah. him nonstop. But where, what are you aligning yourself with? What are you choosing to focus on and listen to? Are you trying to please man and the people that are making all the noise? Or are you trying to do what God has called you to do? Well, then, I mean, yeah, it's, that's an amazing Sorry. point. So uh, Moses comes down and, and Aaron's there and he challenges them. Um, yeah, and he doesn't take responsibility for it. He goes, oh, yeah. So it actually says this in, in Exodus 32, verse 22. Well, his response is, you know the people, they're evil. Oh, it's, the, it's not my fault, it's the people's fault. They're, they're evil. They said to me, make us a God. In verse 24, it says, so he literally says, I just threw the gold into the fire and out came a calf. <laughs> it previously says that he fashioned it himself. But he doesn't take responsibility. It's not my fault. The people made me do it. I mean, often that's, you know, that's, I hope you guys are getting some points out of this because that's often our response. It's not my fault. Elisha made me do it. It was his fault. And you know, you, you were gone for so long. So I responded instead of waiting for what the Lord has to say. Exactly. He knew Moses had gone up the mountain to hear the Lord. He didn't wait for what the Lord had. He responded to yeah. the other voices in his Which life. Which is an amazing example for us because God wants us to be, I mean, we're in new covenant now. We can meet with God face to face. 
He wants us to come up the mountain. He wants us to spend time yeah. in his presence. He wants us to be like Moses and Joshua, but so often we're like Aaron, and rather than going to the Lord to listen to him, we go to the, we go to the people, we go to other sources, we listen to them, and we end up worshiping idols. Yeah. The, the, the scary part of that story is what they used to make the idol is what God had given them as provision to build the temple when they got to the promised land. Mm. So they actually took the provision of God, they misstewarded it, they didn't steward it well, they used it, for their own thing and for, for, to make an idol and began to worship the idol. That's a whole different preach For us right today, there. it might not be gold, but it might be our time. Oof. Like our Oof. time is something God gives us to worship him. What are we doing with our precious time? So the question is, who are you listening to? God always wants us to come back to the who. The who. The who. Who are you listening to? He's not a what. What are you giving your time to right now? Now I know like we've heard this over and over again last year. But uh, I, I think for many of us, I had this revelation last week. I think that for many of us, after nine months of, you know, of all the stuff we went through last year, as things began to open up, we felt like, oh, yes, I've got victory. Mm. You know, I, 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 now I'm, I'm victory. But for many, it wasn't actually that we got victory. It was just that the pressure began to ease. Mm. It was actually not the victory. It was the lack of pressure. And the last week, some of those pressures, and I actually, can I be honest? I think it's partly, you know, I'm not making a political comment. I'm just saying it's partly the grace of God for us that he gave us a little bit of pressure again to see, do you have victory? Mm. Or was it just the lack of pressure that became your perceived victory? Mm. So who are you listening to? God's calling us back. Matthew 12, verse 34 says, out of the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 4, 23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for, for from it flow the springs of life. What you put in is what's going to come out. Very good. So what are some practical steps we can do mm. to make sure we're listening to the right voice? Like how can we make this the thing that we do in our life? And it, 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 we have so much, as Leanna was talking about this morning, maybe not in here, but in prayer earlier, about disciplines, spiritual disciplines. What are they that help us listen to the right voices? Very and, good. and we can't say this enough, and I feel sometimes like that's all we ever say, is spend time every day in the Word. Like mm. with the Word, in the Word, know the Word, let the Word come alive in you. Like don't read the Word for reading the Word's sake. Read the Word to find Jesus and His truth in it. <laughs> I think sometimes we can, found like, we can sound like a broken record in this thing of spending time, you know, read the word, spend time with Jesus, um, but God's going to keep saying it until we all start doing it. It's not called I, the daily bread for no can, reason. Can, can I hit, hit you a bit with a blunt stick today? This isn't like a sharp point. This is a bit blunt. It's daily bread, but so often the problems that people are coming and saying, hey, can you pray with me about this? Can you help me with that? It's literally because you're just actually not spending time with God. Yeah. So we can't... Yeah, we're, we're, we're saying as a people, we want to step out and step forward into what God's called us to. We're doing stuff like silence breakers and, you know, we're expecting the sick to be healed and the lost to be saved and God to have opportunities. None of that will happen in your life if you're not spending time with him. Mm. It all starts in the place of intimacy. It all starts with the who. Mm. Spending time with the who. So literally, if you get nothing else this morning, if you get nothing else, Spend time reading the Bible and spend time with Jesus every single day. We can't overemphasize how important that is. Um, Ephesians 5 verse, verse 25 and 27 says this. Husbands, love your wives. That's a, good, that's a good thing. Husbands, love your wives. It's a setup. He says, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her. This is talking about Jesus and us. So we're the church, Christ Jesus, having cleansed us, the church, by the washing of the water with the word. So that he might present the church, us, to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that we might be holy and without blemish. The word washes us that we might be holy and without blemish. The process of sanctification happens as we spend time in the Bible and we spend time in the word and with the word. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was light. Um, so it's spending time in the word, but not just in, a, in the book, with the, the writer of the word. Yeah. That's how we're cleansed. That's how we actually begin to live holy lives. That's how we overcome sin. That's how we're transformed into the image of his likeness. So the, uh, maybe another question is, is your compass, the compass of your life, aligned by the word? Or is it being aligned by other voices? Yeah, very good. It happened all through the Old Testament too, like where guys would turn back to God and then the next generation or even the same person stopped listening to what God had, stopped following what he had for them. And one of my favorite Mm. people is Josiah. And he um, had, the word was read to him. He heard the word and he turned the people around because he was broken and heard the truth and realized where he was wrong. And that's what happens to us. Like, it's that the truth of the word cuts us open so much that we want to do what it says. Like we want to be as holy wow. as we can. Like we want to help other people come to the freedom that that brings. But then the next generation stopped listening to that again. And like we, we've got to fight. We've got to teach our kids. We've got to make this so much a part of our lives it's that so it good. just, yeah, is. Sorry. So, no, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing. Don't be okay. sorry. That's a good point. I, it's just habitual. Preach. I'm not actually Preach. sorry at all. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just saying sorry. Um, I, the, the, I think the reality is there's so much around us that often, uh, maybe it's a, good, it's a good indicator of when we're not filling ourselves with the word, mm-hmm. is that um, when we begin to focus on the wrong things, we tend to get anxious. Yeah. That, you know, you can be, it, it just kind of, there's so much going on. There's so much around that you can tend to get anxious when you're focusing on other things or being filled with other things rather than listen to the voice of God. Yeah, that's me, just so you know. I am the person who suddenly gets very anxious. Um, and it's all a conflict, like, makes me anxious. And if I see other people's conflict happening, like, sometimes I look at my Facebook, I'm like, oh, no, people are conflicting. And then I get all <laughs> anxious, and it becomes all I think about. But, like, I, I was faced with this this week, and I was like, goodness me, what are you doing? Like, how do I respond? Do I just stay here and get all anxious? No, I have to stop and go and spend time with God and get his perspective on it and realize that in this, that's a tiny little thing and he is so big. And so I have a ball here for us. I was going to say, did you bring a... Yeah, I bought yeah, a ball. Yeah. Sorry. So it's like, <laughs> I've, I've seen the conflict and it becomes, I want you to hold the ball actually, because that's going to work better. There we go. So this, for me, it's conflict. I don't know what it is for you. It could be this finances. It could be political things. It could be family. It could be your kids. It could be your work. Okay. So, so I've opened up something and I've seen conflict. And I'm like, 
it's all I can see and it's freaking me out and my kids are talking, but I'm just thinking and my mind's wrapped up in this. And then I have to stop and catch myself. Go, no, Jesus. And as I spend time with him, reading his word, in prayer, in worship, the conflict hasn't gone, but my perspective has got so much bigger. I remember who God is, that he's in control of that. He's in control of all of this. What even is that? Now that doesn't happen because the thing's still going on. Often he sorts it out, but you know, it's that when I stop... But our response is so often to react in the moment. And that's when our sharp tongue, and the Bible warns us about sharp tongues, say things that then cause more conflict and more problems and more issues. Just stop. Spend time with God. The kids today are looking at um, that a life full of Jesus, is, has, you have access to peace. Ooh. And um, their activation today is, I don't, it gets quite noisy up there, but in their small groups, that even though it's noisy, can you stop and tune into Jesus, and that's a skill that we all need to develop. Like the noise doesn't stop, but our yep. choice of our action in that noise, what we're choosing to listen to and focus on in the noise, is what we have control over. Very good. So maybe uh, maybe we can take this. Sorry. Into a, a, no, no, don't be sorry. It's very good. It's because we have it's notes, and preach. I go off the notes, and I can see he's like, how I do had, we get back I had to pre-planned what we're meant to that say. we were not going to go anywhere near the notes. It's all good. Sorry. We, we, yep. spent a, we spent a year doing like discussions on, you know, on the, you, know, you guys have watched us do these discussions and they never are on the notes. <laughs> it's, it's great. I usually but drop my We're following today. the Lord's leading. Um, let's take it into a practical place. Hang so, on. No, I haven't finished on that okay. one because I went to the ball, but I didn't <laughs> say my scriptures. Okay. okay? Go, go. So I, I mentioned about the tongue, but if you wanted, it says in Proverbs 15 verse 1, a gentle response diffuses anger. And I don't know about you, but mm. I can't do that on my own. My natural response is not a gentle response. Okay, I have a sharp tongue, but a sharp tongue kindles a a temper fire. Stop. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. Let us be the blessed peacemakers. So so if you get like a a moment of conflict or like there's a, maybe not even conflict, just like there's a text message or a phone call or there's something that you've got to... That you got to address. I just um, got a text message. The other day I got a text message. And I was like, oh, and I, for goodness sakes, Elodie. And I just had to pray. And that's right, Jesus, you're in control of that situation. Me jumping to be there right now, I'm not their saviour. Jesus needs to be their saviour. And when I spend time with him and I pray for them, yeah. then when I do talk to the person, what I give them is life-giving words, not my mm. response, which was to be their saviour and Ooh. to help, it, help them out, you know? Like, Very good. Oh, preach. You can give, that's, sorry. You can, you yeah. can give, uh, yeah, give some applause for that, that point. That was a good point. <laughs> He's like, please, could you be that at home? Because I'm not always no, a peacemaker I'm not thinking that. No, I mean, it's true though. That's the reality for us. Let's, you know, we can, we can talk about kingdom concepts, but kingdom concepts have to become part of our life mm. that we live. Mm. So how do you take this thing of like, yes, go spend time with God, but then in the moment, in that moment when you get that message or you see that thing, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like that's, that's when the kingdom becomes reality in our life. Yeah. How do I respond right then? You know, do I, yeah. can, can I pause? Can I temper my speech? Can I be a peacemaker? Um, so far we've said... How do we listen to the right voices? The first thing, spend time every day in the Word. Can I encourage you in that? Before you pick up your phone, I've had to make this a discipline in my life. Mm. I want to pick up my phone as soon as I wake up. I need to pick up my Bible, go and spend time with Jesus. After that, I look at my phone and my notifications. Um, and number good. two, before you respond to anything, like if you get anxiety or something's worrying you, stop and spend time with Jesus. So both points, 
Spend time with the Lord. Yeah? <laughs> it's, it's very simple, and yeah. it's, if we do it, we need to do it. Um, the other thing is, like, is this, is, you know, how do, we, how do we know? How do we know it's, it's God speaking? Mm-hmm. You know, how, do we, how do we know? That's one of the reasons why God puts us in church. Yeah. Um, ask mature Christians, ask leaders what they think. Um, that's, not, that's a good thing to do. Um, one of the things that, is, that, that I find um, the hardest to watch when leading people um, is when people don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I love questions. I love discussion, even if it's robust. Um, and those who are on our leadership team can happy. tell you. I'm in the corner with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's, so she's like having to go and like, find the piece, find the piece, find the piece. And what, lo- what you all do is you come to me instead of him because you know he'll argue with you and I'll cave. And you come to me with the conflict and I'm like, yes, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, then I get off the phone and he's like, what did you say? Oh, that why for? did you say it's oh. fine? It's not fine. Stop asking me. I'll be <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm the grace, he's the truth, and together. <laughs> so, I, so I like having robust conversation. Our leaders, our leaders like having those conversations, but what is frustrating is when people never ask. Yeah. And so you, you, I, I hear this a lot. This is what I'm doing. That's his um, face. That, to see that, that little... Hmm? This is what I've read. This is where God's leading me. And often my response is... Mm. Mm. Thanks. Okay. However, because as his wife, I never get the mm, thanks. I get the real Because uh, I, I entered into a covenant with him that he was going to speak what he really thought and tell me the truth and wash me with the word. Exactly. <laughs> Proverbs 19, verse 20. Let's come back to the word. Sorry. The Bible. Um, listen to advice and accept instruction. Proverbs 19, verse 20. Mm. That you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans of the mind of men but is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What shows, I think, maturity yeah. is questions like, can I get your perspective on this? Because I feel like God's saying this. Mm. Not, tell me what God's saying. It's, you know, we, we want to be mature disciples, mature believers. So I've spent time with the Lord. I've, you know, I've gone to the Word. I'm spending time there. I feel like God said something to me. Maybe somebody's prophesied something, and I go, wow, like that's resonated with something I'm already feeling. And then I go, actually, hey, Mark, I mean, I do this often with Mark. Mark, can I get your perspective um, on this? This is what I feel like God's saying. Like, what, what do you think? What are you feeling? Um, not tell me what God's saying. I, you know, I haven't spent any time with him. Just what's the perspective? It's, it's a safe, it's a safe yeah. place. What, what do you think about um, this topic? What do you think about this? You know, I, I've been reading this and I'm not sure. You know, what do you think about that, that book or that author? Or do you have any input for me? What are your thoughts on this? Mm. Those are mature questions to be asked. And can I say this? There's a reason why the, the, the eldership team, the couples in this church are, are leaders in this church. Mm. It's because they're called by God, but also because they have runs on the board. Mm. They're, they're wise people. Let me encourage you to ask them. Don't just come and ask me all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to have the conversation with you, but ask them as well. Ask, ask people who have, have runs on the board with their faith. And get some perspective from them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, this is not hierarchy. It's not like you know, every question has to come to, to us. Ask this team. Ask other people. Get perspective. Um, that, that we have often in our, in our marriage and in our life asked for um, input and perspective of 
this team. And it's yeah. not always like, like, let's have a coffee. I mean, we hang out with, say, Olaf and Leanna um, a lot, just like we just hang out as friends. And it's often in the hanging out that we have, you know, we, hey, what do you think about this? Life what do you think about that? And Yeah, exactly. Olaf and I played golf uh, uh, um, a couple, sometime. And, uh, and we were having like a, Olaf asked a theological question. What do you think about this topic? And as we, between hitting the ball into the bushes and having to go find them, so there was a few breaks in our conversation, mainly because I shanked it way out into the bushes. Um, we discussed over the course of a couple holes uh, this theological thing, and you know, what, what do we think about it? Mm. That's, that's life. That's, that's kind of getting this thing of, what am I filling myself with? What yeah. am I listening to? Where, where am I at? Um, the problem with a preach like this, or a discussion like this, whatever you want to call it, is that... He's preaching, I'm discussing. Yeah? <laughs> That's just our gifting. This is who we are. Um, the problem with a preach like this is that you're all sitting there thinking, I'm so glad that I'm listening to the right voices. Mm. Who, who thought that when we... Oh, I'm so glad that I'm listening to the right voices. I really hope that Olaf's listening to this preach because I think you know, maybe some of his voices are a bit iffy, but I'm so glad that everything that I'm listening to and put, putting into my head is the right stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can we be honest? Poor yeah. Olaf. Thanks, Elijah. Thanks, bro. Good man. Well done. <laughs> it's also like different people for different things in your life and different seasons. Mm. So Paul and Monica are now here with us, but for years they were our very close friends who also led a church. And so we'd call them for perspective on stuff that we, I wouldn't ask other people because they hadn't had that particular weight before. Like, And there's a stuff I talk about with Mark and Louise about raising kids. It's different about what I'd talk with Olaf and Leanna because we're in different times. Very like good. Olaf and Leanna and I talk about our marriage. We're in the same sort of place. Like, But God will highlight to you people that he has for you to speak into your life. Very good. And ask him first. Yep. Don't just go, oh, that looks like a good choice. God, is this the person I should be asking input? Like, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, Very good. thanks, guys. So the point is Jesus. This would be the point of every preach. The point is listen to Jesus. Because we, like, you know, we all think, I'm so glad I'm listening to the truth and I wish everyone else heard my truth. No, no, no. Are we listening to Jesus because he's the truth? Yeah. And whatever we think our truth is needs to align to his truth. That's what it means to make him the Lord of our life. It's not this sort of, I'm adding, you know, homeboy Jesus to my life and, you know, we're mates and we're going to hang out a little bit and get the t-shirt. And, you know, as long as what Jesus, as long as what Jesus thinks lines up with what I think, then we're mates. Yeah. That's not it. It's actually what, what I think and what I believe needs to come under the authority of Jesus. I, I and think it has to adjust. As Christians, I think we often... Um, try to find the balance between the Bible and the world. There is no balance. The Bible is the truth. Jesus is the truth. God is the truth. Like we can't find a balance. There isn't like, oh, I love that person. So I'll find the balance between what the Bible says to help them know Jesus. You have to trust that Jesus is the one that will make that change in them. Like you can't find the balance in truth that doesn't exist. The, the, and the, oof, oof. Sorry. Just let that sink in for a second. Let it sink. Um, I had a great point. And Sorry, I totally lost. No, no, because that point was even better. Okay. Um, there is no... Okay, well then I'll go somewhere else no, no. while you think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Psalm 16 verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me. I have set the Lord. I put him there in my life. Mm. Always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. 
If we accept him, then the stuff that comes, the people's opinions, the voices that come, we won't be shaken because we've set him first. We've spent time with him. Before we reacted, we spent time with him. We have people in our lives who speak his truth into us. I remember remember what I was going to say. Okay, good, I'll stop now. Uh, Out of your point, the, the, the reality is that because we talk about relationships so much with people and we want our friends and our family to be saved, that so often we also don't want them to be offended. Yeah. And so we're trying to bridge this gap, you know, in a sense. We're trying to stand on the gap. But the Bible actually says that Jesus is the rock of offense. Mm. Think about that. So people, we actually at times have to allow people to be offended by Jesus. Mm. That's a, that sounds like a hard word. But people are either going to accept him or reject him. And so there is, there is this, and we've been talking about this, it has to be in love. It has to be grace, mercy, love. You know, we constantly are loving. We have to actually be cool with people rejecting us because of Jesus. We have to settle that thing in our lives because he is the rock of offense and we won't be able to keep everyone happy all of the time if his way is the way. Um, it's hard. It, it, you know, it's a reality. But in saying that, we want people to come to know him. And he's drawing people to himself. That was my point. Um, that was very let, good. Let, let's, we, gotta ha- we have to land at some point. Because we get yeah. going and then, then we like talking, as you guys know. Sorry. Um, so so I, had, I had felt like, that to, that to finish this, that there is always fruit. With, with God, good. there's always fruit. So the fruit of listening to the voice of the Lord... How do we know? Yeah. So, Whenever so, so how God's at work in our life, there's always fruit. And when his voice is the loudest, there is fruit. So how do we know that his voice is the loudest? I felt just a few words, actually. We have clarity. Mm. We have peace, that he's totally in control. He's going to speak to other people like he spoke to us. Very good. We have discernment. We're not in constant conflict. And that doesn't mean that conflict's not all around you, but you know how to find the peace of God and step back from that. You don't have to fight for your voice because it's not about your voice. And it's confirmed by scripture. They were my six points. So when the fruit of listening to God in your life is clarity, peace, discernment, well, not in constant conflict is peace. You don't have to fight for your voice and it's confirmed by scripture. That's very very good. I might have to go back and listen to those and let them settle settle in a little bit. Um, There's other fruit, obviously, of of listening to God, but those are just some good things to check. Mm. You know, um, if this is constantly causing division, mm. not the kind of division that is like Jesus is the rock of offense, but I'm just constantly in, in conflict with people. What am I fighting for? Yeah, then, then what am I listening to and, and do I need to adjust something mm. in my approach? We want to be peacemakers. We want to be make, making sure we're filling ourselves with time with the Lord, with, you know, with his voice, not just the voices around us. Um, I think we should respond this morning. But yeah, one of these things is that in order to hear his voice, sometimes you need to switch off some other things. And so you might need to switch off some stuff this week, this, you know, this season, this year. Um, you know, I know, you know a, a lot of people have you know, just maybe not even not left Facebook, but taken the app off their phone. Or you know, that, there's, there's some practical things you can do. So that, you know, it's not just always there because your phone is fighting for your attention. It's not like passive. It's, it's, it's active. It's actually trying to get you to look at it. The more time you spend, the more money other people make out of you, just so you know. 
You might need to switch off some stuff. You might need to, to switch off the TV. You might need to, to, to get rid of your Netflix subscription or whatever. I, I mean, I'm a massive talkback radio listener. Maybe I'm in a younger demographic <laughs> than most people. I like to think I'm younger yeah. than I probably B- am. Bit of 3AW. But love I, it. <laughs> I've realised that, especially like you're just listening to the the same stuff all the time. So now, like I and I, I put on the Bible instead because I don't always want to have worship mm. music on either. So now the Bible talks to me in the car. Like why not? Like what exactly. what what has the loudest voice in your life? Like, there's nothing wrong with the news and knowing the stuff as well. It's good to know, but what is taking the majority of your airwave time? So here's our response for today, um, if you're willing to do it. Firstly, hopefully you are willing. It's your choice. Oh, I can't make, I, I wish we could make people do things. We can't. It's you not see, good. It's the dangerous. Truth and the grace. <laughs> um, spend time in the Word each day. So if you don't have a time, that you spend time in the Bible with Jesus right now, before we move off, before you get your kids and you get distracted, decide what's the time going to be. And if you have kids, don't let them be your excuse. Gabby's words have rung true to me many a time. The kids knew that was my time with God. They could join in or they went and had, did something else, but they learn. And your kids pick it up, they start doing it then. Oh, that's what you do yeah. in the morning. You wake up, you read the Bible. Like. 100%. Spend time in the Word. When are you going to do it? Secondly, uh, take time out with God before you respond to situations. Now, part of this is you need to be full because there's some situations that you can't say, okay, I'm going to pause. Pause, sorry, that conversation. I just need to go spend 10 minutes with God. Um, I mean, wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) We're in the middle of a robust meeting at work. Just a minute. I just need to go and consult with the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, when you spend time with him in the morning, he's so often prepared you for what's going to happen later in the day. And you have your response because you are full of him. A lot of our stuff, though, in our our culture with working at home is, you know, emails and text messages and, you know, posts and all that sort of stuff. So take take a moment if you can. Just say, hey, wait a minute. How am I going to respond to this before I do? And then the, th- the third response for us is invite wise people to speak into your life. Mm. Don't just, uh, don't just um, uh, hope that they will because they won't. Um, ask them. So one of the things... They'll just, just be on the phone. They'll go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. let, let me tell you one of the things. I'll let you in on a secret that we teach that I specifically ask our leaders in the church to do. We teach that authority or input is invited. It's not imposed. That you might have grown up in a church where, like, the, the pastor told you his thoughts on your life all the time. Um, that's not a biblical model. Mm. So if you want input, unless, it's, unless you're sinning and your sin is going to hurt somebody else, then, then we're, you know, we're going to step in mm. and say, no, 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 you need to stop. But if it's just your decisions... Authority, input is invited. And we said that to our, to our leaders. We say that, guys, don't just go tell people, this is what I think about what you're doing. That's controlling. That's not helpful. That's actually abusive. Um, so if you want input, you need to ask for it. Spend time in the Word. Pause before you respond. Ask for input. Ask somebody who's wise. Before you make the decision. So here, oh, that's a good, oh, Leanna, you got to... That's just a good side point. I'm going to take another two minutes and get on this one. So there's no point asking if you've already decided. I've already put my house on the market. Do you think it's a good idea if I sell my house? Too late. 
before. Like it actually means you actually have to think about it a little bit ahead of time. Um, you know, if you've already booked your tickets to go overseas on a missions trip, don't ask. Just go and do it. Ask first. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you like? Get some input. Get some perspective. Still, you have to you have to make the decision in the end. We don't care what laundry powder you use. <laughs> yeah, honestly. What flour you use in your cooking? It doesn't matter. It's the big life decisions, and it's only to be honest, if you want. I don't care if you sell your house or don't sell your house. Like, if you want to sell your house, sell your house. But if you want perspective, if you're planning to sell your house and move to Werribee because, you know, just it's cheaper to buy houses over there, then maybe get some perspective on is that a good kingdom decision? Mm. Not just a good financial decision, but is that where God wants you? Because if that's where God, God wants you, if, that, if, yeah. if that's where God wants you, he'll open the door for you there. He'll make a way for kingdom impact. Mm. But if you're just doing it because it's a good financial decision and it takes you out of fellowship, maybe it's the devil saying, oh, actually, you're in a good place and a healthy place and you're growing. I'm going to give you an option that takes you out of that place. Yeah. There's a good example. We've got to pray. We gotta yeah, we've got to pray. Can, can, yes. you, can you pray can for pray. us? Let's, yep. let's respond. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God of relationship and you do want to talk to us. You do want to communicate with us. You do want to lead us and you love us so much. And everything you have for us is only for our best, for your glory, God. And we thank you for that, Jesus. We just ask that you'll help, you'll highlight in us even now that things will come to mind that we need to silence and that you will help us to make time, Lord, that we will put disciplines in our lives to make time to put you first, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the Prince of Peace and you come to bring peace, to silence the things that cause anxiety and confusion. You want us to keep you first, Lord, the main thing, the main thing, all eyes on you. Thank you, you, Jesus. Would we be homes that have your peace, where you reign, where it starts with consulting you and your word, Lord? Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just pray right now for your clarity to come. Mm. Lord, that you, would, that you would just divide between, you know, the thoughts that are our thoughts, the yes, thoughts that Jesus. are unhelpful, Lord, and, Lord, just clarity of your mm. voice. I speak clarity into clouded minds. Yes, I have a picture Jesus. of, like, a, like clouded, like, it's muddled. Even when you, it's like, it's like we're talking like this over the microphone, but God wants to bring clarity Thank you, Jesus. right now. So, Lord, we just mm. prophesy clarity. Yes. Lord, peace right now, in unity name. in Jesus' name. Lord, unity. Lord, as a body, would we stay united? Around you, around your purposes, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.